Hey, this is Tom Gray. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast, and this is the episode for release date Wednesday, the 4th of October, 2023. And yeah, if you track with us and follow us, uh, that is Wednesday, a day later than we uh, than we shoot for. So we are a day behind this particular week for this particular episode. Usually we get them out on Tuesday mornings. We'll try to get back on that schedule next week. And I want to focus on one source of power that if you will understand it and embrace it will impact perhaps many arenas of your life. Um, and so I'm eager to dive into that in just a second here, but I want first to make an appeal to you to consider coming to our dinner event we have coming up for This Stuff Matters Live on Thursday night, October the 26th. So it's three weeks from this Thursday night, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. until it'll probably go two hours. We've got a great dinner set up. Uh, you can get your tickets on our website, thisstuffmatters.net. I'll link to it in the show notes. But it is featuring Eric Erickson. He will be our special guest. Of course, there's a lot involved in the whole night that makes it of value. We're going to be at the Governor's Gun Club in Kennesaw, Georgia. The, the food's going to be great. The people around the tables are going to be great. Uh, the program itself, I think, will be uh, uh, you know, worth every dime that you'd spend on a ticket. So I want to ask you to consider coming. Eric will be our featured guest. He is donating this night to us, which is great. He's, he's an interesting figure with access to people and um, points of knowledge around our culture that uh, that he is going to freely open up for us that particular evening. So, so some insights and perspectives, some knowledge that he is privy to, and some uh, you know some fascinating stories we'll be able to hear firsthand through him that night that, that I'm very excited for all of us who will be there. So he's a guy who, you know, he's got a law degree. He's been involved in politics. He's run campaigns. He's a radio show host right now on WSB, one of the stations where we, we run spots. And he's the 12 to 3 guy, uh, midday. He's really taken, in essence, what was the the iconic figure, Rush Limbaugh, in terms of radio hosts nationally. He's kind of taken his slot after Rush uh, passed away a few years ago. He's very conservative. He's very Republican. He's uh, but, but he's got his own spin on so many things. And he is a seminary student. He's unabashedly Christian and, and tries to bring, and I think the, the times I do listen to him, he's he brings some you know, very insightful um, perspective through a, a biblical understanding of the world and a, and a, and a good historic uh, awareness of our country specifically and, and being able to put uh, the current issues in, in, in a really healthy and, and thoughtful context. So the, our goal for that night is not to get overly political. This is not a political gathering. It's not a political rally. Uh, I've got questions set up for him, and then you, we're going to be able to take, and he's been open to this, take questions from the floor. You'll be able to ask questions. Uh, at least we'll have time for some, obviously. But the, the questions I, I tend to dive into are more faith in America and cultural-specific than political-specific. We're not going to talk about Donald Trump. We're not going to talk about the presidential campaign next year. We're going to get into um, rubber meets the road for all of us kinds of uh, of uh, of issues and concerns of interest, he you know this this man his, his wife is in a a significant kind of advanced stage cancer battle. 
Um, so he's got a lot of, of uh, depth to him out of his life, not just out of his, his, uh, his career and, and past experiences that, that I'm very excited for. So, hey, the, the tickets are $75 for one. And, uh, and yet, if you come as a couple, bring two people with you, husband, wife, or bring a friend, whatever the case is, it's $100 for two tickets. Or you can purchase an entire table of eight, and then you can see when you go there to buy tickets on our website, on our website you can see the different options for um, pricing and, and even sponsorships. Our goal for the evening is to make it a great night for everybody that comes, kind of expand awareness of what we're trying to do as a nonprofit uh, organization and uh, ministry, and then also at the same time, raise some funds. There's not going to be a hard press uh, you know, fundraising uh, component to the night, but we're going to just make people aware of who we are, what we do, and uh, the needs of of uh, how the whole thing can, can continue to build and move forward. So I'd love to have you come that night, bring, bring a bunch of folks with you. So just want to make that heads up. But here's what I want to do today. I want to give to you a focus today that I, I just believe with all of my heart is going to have a very poignant application for many who are listening whether today or soon in your life. And you may know somebody who needs this that you could you could download and send to them. But I, I want to encourage you to stay, to persevere. And I know that our lives are constantly filled with the sentiment, the feelings, or the notions of, of wanting to, to escape, to quit, to leave, to stop things that we should stick with a little bit longer. And so I, I am so thankful to my father for so many things. And this is going to go back to a sports lesson, a life lesson that happened in sports from my father. Um, when I was 13 years old, uh, I went out for baseball in my lo local town, Radcliffe, Kentucky. And we had a, a really strong class of, of kids in, in my town that we ended up through our high school years, did some things athletically that, um, you know, that, that our high school had never done before. So, so some, some good, uh, kind of a big pool of, of athletic kids. And so for this particular year, they decided the town organization decided to set up just a 13 year old league only previously, they would just lump in 13 through 15 year olds. And, and we'd just come out of little league, which lumped in 10 to 12 year olds. And I think they noticed that there was such a strong group of these 12 year olds that they could field several teams of then the next year, 13 year olds. And, and we had come off of, we put together a, an all-star team of 12 year olds that previous year had won a couple of big tournaments that we'd gone to that kind of a thing. So here we go for 13 year old. I signed up for it, committed to playing for it. And the particular coach that I got assigned to, I really don't know what happened, but the first day he showed up for practice and he brought all the equipment. In those days, it was this big old army duffel bag full of helmets and balls and bats and catcher's equipment. And he dropped it off um, and left and never showed up again. And, you know, um, it was awful. You know, we, we basically didn't have a coach. Eventually, after a while, once we were a good two to three weeks behind all the, the other teams in terms of how much practice they had got, after a while, you know, it... Uh, it, it just, it was a terrible experience. Uh, you know, we, we, the season started, we hadn't practiced, we didn't, hadn't developed our skills, weren't organized and it showed and we started losing we were losing a bunch. I mean, we might've won a couple of games over the course of the season, but it was at a minimum, not fun 
at all and, and discouraging. And, and it was one of those where from a logical mind and, and especially a logical mind influenced or fed by the emotions of the moment, you know, you start adding this all up and you go, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth doing. This isn't worth showing up for again. I don't want to go to another game <laughs> and get and lose again. You know, so there's nothing fun about this. The, the emotions were feeding the logic. The logic was saying this, this doesn't, it's not worth it. The, the, just, just quit. And I remember going to my dad and saying, I, I'm quitting. I, I'm going to quit. And I'm so thankful for a dad who said to me right then, no, you're not. When you, and here's the, the life lesson, when you sign up for something, when you commit to something or to a group of people, to a cause, in this case, a, a team, you follow through all the way on your commitment. Your yes is yes, your no is no. You, you stick to it even when, and the value is, especially when it's not easy or, uh, you know, it's not fun anymore. Um, whoo, you know what that did for me as a 13-year-old? It began to build the staying muscle in my life. And so if that's helpful, maybe this is your just takeaway from the episode today. Do things for your kids that will serve them in their whole lives, where you help them develop the endurance, the perseverance muscle, the staying muscle. And I, I somehow out of that, I have... Um, that that lesson has stuck. And my dad, I think, did other things as well, really uh, elevated the value of endurance in a variety of ways. Of course, always sports was the most ready platform for me to learn from. And I've always uh, loved endurance contests, endurance events. And I, I set a goal to run a marathon at one point, and I even ruptured a disc in my lower back when I was 27 years old while training <laughs> through the training process of, of wanting to run a marathon. But uh, part of the value of that uh, to me is not, certainly not to win a marathon or I didn't even you know, have a time goal, but it was a finish goal. It was a do something that's hard to finish <laughs> just for the value of enduring, persevering. And I've, I've, uh, that has developed in me to such an extent that, that I, I celebrate it. I celebrate finishing what you start staying in what you commit to, uh, enduring uh, when it's difficult, persevering um, in what in what has value. And, and I embrace that and I want to pass that on to you because I know how life works. It's just difficult and our emotions will uh, egg us on to quit um, and the circumstances or at least how they appear in the moment will egg us on to quit. And when I was in business school, they, they taught us this concept, and you, you probably know it. It's the, the opportunity cost of money, meaning as you think about a business or you could apply this in your personal lives to your finances, but every dollar you spend on one thing doesn't just cost a dollar for that thing. It also costs what they call opportunity cost. It means once you spend it on one thing, you've lost the opportunity to spend it on something else. And I believe, and I, this I hope will be a great encouragement to you, when we quit something that is of value or of worth, we pay a huge cost, a huge price in the opportunity cost that is associated with quitting. And here's what I mean. If we stay, and I'm talking about things like stay in a relationship, stay in a marriage above all, 
because we made a promise to stay. We gave our word, uh, much more important than committing to a 13-year-old baseball team. But once we give our word, once we make a commitment, and uh, when we quit on something like that, or you quit on a uh, on a team, or you quit on a movement, or you quit on on something worthwhile that you've that you're engaged in, or you you go back on something that that you've started that has value to it. The the opportunity you give up by quitting is extraordinary, and I want to paint a picture for that of that for you today. There are so many benefits of staying. There are practical benefits of staying, and there are even supernatural benefits of staying. You know, I get so frustrated with uh, along the way. You know, we run these This Stuff Matters spots on on both 680 and WSB here in the Atlanta area, but the 680 Sports Talk radio station, boy, oh boy, uh, they just are rampant. Some of the other sponsors that, that they run their advertising, you know, all the time are are in essence, these divorce attorneys. And there's a few out there. It's like, they're just egging you on to quit and daring you, you know, like there's one that says, are you brave enough? Is their tagline? I think it's even their website. I mean, how, uh, it's just so discouraging. It's like, and I have lived long enough and I've walked through the tragedies of, of quitting and divorce specifically in in that uh, arena. I've seen what people give up from a long-term perspective now to buy for them a little bit of relief in the moment. Um, You know, Lou Holtz had this saying that quitting is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And he's right. But staying, here's what staying does. Staying opens the door to powerful rewards in the long run, uh, practically and supernaturally. And so... Let me just talk practically for for a second. I, I see this again back to my arena to sports. I don't know. Maybe the best example of this would be um, the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization. When you talk about pro football, you know it's as competitive, as harshly uh, competitive as any environment you can imagine uh, among humanity. I mean, what is required to succeed, even moderately? is difficult. But to succeed to the highest degree, meaning to become the Super Bowl champion, it's just, you know, it's almost mind boggling how difficult that is, what's required to, to realize that level of success. And so when you look at the NFL, uh, that that environment, the highly difficult, the, the incredibly difficult environment that is, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the uh, co owners of the title of most Super Bowls won in league history. We're now up to, I think this next Super Bowl will be Super Bowl 58. So in 57 Super Bowls, they've won more than anybody else, them and the New England Patriots. And you think about that. They're they're not really right up there contending every year and they have down times and they have ebbs and flows of of relevance or, or, or success. But what they've done, I think, ought to be a lesson for us. In the in the since 1969, so that's 54 years, almost the entire span of the Super Bowl era. They've only had three head coaches. It's extraordinary. You know, I think about my, you know, my favorite team I root for now, my hometown Atlanta Falcons. I haven't even done the math. You can go figure it out. It's ridiculous by comparison. The Steelers, three coaches, six Super Bowl wins. 
eight total Super Bowls. We Falcons, I don't know, let's say 20 coaches. You know, every time one has a little bit of a down year, every time they meet a challenge, every time we quit, we quit a coach. We quit and get, we quit and start a new, go a new direction. And, uh, and we've been to two Super Bowls and haven't won any. They've been to eight and won six. So that points to the practical um, power of staying making a commitment and sticking with it. What that does is it opens very practically. It opens the power of compound learning. And so that the organization is able to keep building on, accumulating lessons over the long haul under one leader, under one leadership you know, banner, one head coach. And so the the leadership effectiveness in that context just uh, goes up and it shows in the ultimate net end results. So if you've got a good coach, I think a lesson from the Steelers, if you've made a commitment to a head coach like their organization and you know he's competent, you know he's trustworthy, you know he's kind of knows what he's doing, you stick with him. He has a down year or two, you stick with him. Things you know, don't go the way you want injury plague season, you stick with them. It looks like if things are difficult, you stick there. There's practical power in staying leadership and, and learning compounds in the organization um, benefits. And that's what your life will be too. You stay in that marriage. You stay in that commitment to a cause. I think in, in the terms of the church, the, the mission of, the, of a Christian, the mission of the church, it gets difficult. There's times it seems like we're not making any progress. It seems like it's two steps backward for every one step forward. It seems like it doesn't really matter and nobody's paying attention and the world's still going down the tubes or, or whatever those things are. Stay in it. Stay active in it. Stay doing what you know is the right thing in the right way. Keep, keep going. Stay in and stay active. It takes advantage of all that's available very practically. But let me give you not just the, the practical power in staying, but the supernatural power in staying. And this is if you have a faith in God, if you put your faith in God, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible over and over elevates perseverance as a virtue. You go to James chapter one, verses two through four, and it just tells us that, that, uh, you know, consider it joy even when you have to persevere, when you face trials of many kinds, because you, you know, we, and, and you know, by faith, you know, that this is going to work out for the good. You know, that there's, there's good to be had by continuing on through difficulty. When all of your emotions are screaming, quit. When all the circumstances are screaming, quit. When all the advocates of whatever their motivation is for wanting you to quit also are daring you to quit, you keep going. And so I, I believe here that persevering to do what in this context you've promised to do, what you know God wants you to do, even when it doesn't seem like it's panning out or even when it doesn't work well. There's a verse in Psalm 15 that talks about righteous people, and it says, they, in essence, they honor their word even when it costs them, even when it it causes them pain. They, they if if they said they're going to do it, they made a commitment to it. They do it. They stick stick with it. Their integrity uh, is demonstrated in this perseverance. And so, what happens then, though? I, I don't know that there's a, a stronger statement of faith than persevering, because what it says when you keep going is, I know that God 
is the ultimate one in control of my life, my circumstances, and the events surrounding it. So I persevere. I continue on. I stay because I'm trusting him to work it out. Right now, the circumstances are difficult and are screaming stop. My emotions and feelings are saying, get out, quit, escape, but I'm not going to. What a powerful statement of faith, perseverance really, really is. Because it says, you know what, I'm looking forward to a future reward. I know who my rewarder is, and I know he does reward. It says in that James 1 passage, because you know. Well, how do you know? Well, you know by faith, because you know God's good for his promises. When he says something, he always follows through and fulfills and does exactly what he says. And so uh, staying is extraordinary. And I think that's where the the open doors, and this is why we, this is the opportunity cost if we do quit. If you quit, you kind of shut yourself off from eventually experiencing and realizing both practical benefits and rewards and even better, supernatural benefits and rewards, the blessing of God that can only come after you've gone through the valley of the shadow of death um, and you've kept going. So anyway, uh, this is what I want to share with you. I don't know who it's for. I hope it's for a lot of you and I hope it gives you the fuel to look to the Lord, ask him for his help and his strength to keep going, to stay. And I'm pretty sure probably in most contexts where you might feel like quitting, there there's other people's well-being at stake. Uh, your spouse, your children, grandchildren, friends, co-workers, teammates, I'm not sure. Um, but there's somebody else who's going to benefit, and the benefits will flow abundantly to them in time if you'll um, not bail and if you'll stay. So I hope that's a blessing to you. Certainly download it and share it uh, if you know somebody that, this, that, that needs this today. And uh, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure uh, and a privilege to get to be on this journey with you. So until next week, this is Tom Gray, and This Stuff Matters.